0: we Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Jules and Nevermore. And it's uh, awesome that we're actually, you know, like, facing your fears in life as part of our tagline, because that is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. We are literally talking phobias. How are you guys doing? Uh, Scared. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I'm a little freaked out. Is it because <laughs> you so had to funny. actually sit down and figure out what it was that you were afraid of, and then now you've just got this, like, Ugh, feeling? Yes. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> because, and then it's like, like, oh,
1: crap, I'm really afraid of a lot of shit.
2: <laughs> when you think about it, like, if somebody says, hey, what are you afraid of? Like, doesn't, like, one or two pop into your head? But then, like, the more, like, you looked at the other ones, you're like, oh, my gosh, it is this. And it's this, too. And it's this. And I'm just like... <laughs>
1: and I think our our listeners are going to be like oh my god totally that's me um because it just like when you start thinking about what you're afraid of like the stuff that makes you panic and then the stuff that's like yeah I don't I don't like this a lot (laughs) and it's just there's these it's it's going to be a cool discussion I'm really excited
0: yeah I I had the exact same experience when it came to thinking about phobias that yeah, I did when we were talking about um, just family and, and Christmas on holidays and stuff last week is originally I was just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really have any, I mean, obviously like, I have fear of spiders, but outside of that, and then I started like thinking about it and I was like, oh no, wait, I, I guess you'd call that a phobia. Oh, I guess you'd call, And the more I looked at like what a phobia actually is, like what is classified as a phobia, I was like, oh, I guess I actually really do have a phobia of insert all of these things here and I was like, wow, this is going to be a bigger discussion than I thought because I was pretty much just, you know, going to tell my scary spider sp- spider story and then let you guys, you know, have at it for the rest of the episode. But then I was like, oh wait, I actually have a lot of phobias. And it's funny because I also thought phobias were really common, but while I was uh, doing some research today, it actually turns out that like less than 10% of the population and it's actually uh, more likely to happen in women, but less than 10% of the population actually have phobias. So I found mm-hmm. that really interesting because I just assumed, like, everyone was scared of something.
1: <laughs> well, there's a difference between phobia and fear. Um, a phobia is a visceral, all-out reaction to something specific. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like claustrophobia, being locked into a small space and can't get out can cause a panic attack. It can cause a severe anxiety, um, you know, heart attack, passing out, all of these, like, physical symptoms and it's a little bit different than I'm afraid I failed that test.
0: Mm-hmm. Well and, so, and yeah, yeah that was that was kind of the the distinction that that I didn't kind of realize because there there is definitely a like fear kind of adrenaline rush thing which is what I always sort of thought phobias were and then once I kind of realized it well no it's it's this panic cuz that was I was thinking I was like oh well I don't have a lot of things I have things that you know make me like short of breath and and a little panicky but I was like that's my anxiety that's cuz I like have panic attack type symptoms that's not a phobia and then I was like wait a minute that is literally actually the definition of a phobia I yeah. thought it was this this fight or flight like fear response and uh, and it definitely isn't that so um that's that's kind of when I started to realize that some of these things that I thought were just like little quirky jostlings are actually like oh phobias and I was like oh <laughs> I have I have things that I I could be medicated for apparently <laughs> yeah so uh, so I guess we should just uh, jump right in and maybe talk a little bit about some of the ones that we experience so uh, nevermore why don't you uh, why don't you go first and talk a little bit about your your first phobia.
2: I'm going to go out of order of what I put on the spreadsheet. First of all, fears and stuff like with your friends could be a joke, but like you need to know when to like draw the line of like teasing or bothering people with stuff. FYI to everyone out there. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's like, I'm afraid of bugs, you don't like pick it up and like chase them with it or touch them with it or whatever. Like it's, like legit scares people certain things so f y. so one that I think is stupid but it still bothers me and I wouldn't say that it would like push me over the edge of like freaking out but I just I do not like them and they make me very uncomfortable if they're like super close to me is I'm scared of balloons and that sounds really dumb it's um, different But it's not all balloons, like Mylar ones, the like shiny, whatever, Mm -hmm. kind of whatever ones. Those I'm okay with. It's the... um, It's the ones that can pop in your face. (laughs) Yes. It's those. I don't like when they pop around me. I don't like, I don't want them to touch me. Like if kids have them, like my... Like, the biggest thing I had a problem with when I worked at kids' programs was, like, the day they'd all have balloons and they're, like, bouncing them off their hands and hitting them around the room and stuff. And I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> if we're not doing this, I'm going in the other room. If kids want to come read or something, they can come sit with me. But it's just, I... I think it stems from when I was a kid, we went to some birthday party that had like tons of decorations and crap. So we filled our little Honda with them. And I like, remember one like popped on my leg. And I think it's from that is just, I don't want them near me at all. So that's just kind of a silly one where it's like, again, if I, if they were all around me, all of a sudden they fell from the sky, then I'm sure I'd be okay with it. But it's just,
0: I don't, like them they may be
1: uncomfortable and there'd be some anxiety around it
0: yeah yeah, and and yeah. you really you just described one of the main causes for phobias is basically some sort of a t- potentially traumatic event happening a distressing event during the course of you know mostly childhood that because obviously when when you're a child that's when you uh, you're most impressionable you have the least control of yourself and your surroundings so uh, things leave a lasting impression and that's exactly where my fear of spiders comes from because uh, those of you who don't don't know me when uh, I worked... um Previous to doing all the podcasting and stuff, I actually worked for the Ministry of Natural Resources for uh, a park program. And so I was out in the bush all the time in the forest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys call it the bush down there, but that's what (laughs) it is up here. (laughs) Anyways, I was like out in the woods all the time. And, you know, like um, spiders are, you know, all over the place, obviously. and, And it never, ever bothered me. But when I was a kid, and I don't think I've ever told the story on this show specifically, but I know I've told it on other podcasts in the, in the past, so I'll make it quick. But when I was a kid, I had a spider in the top corner of my bedroom. And my mom was like, oh, don't even worry. Like, it's not going to hurt you. It'll be fine. blah bloody blah blah And so she she wouldn't kill it. She wanted me to get used to, you know, just uncomfortable things, I guess. I don't know, the way moms do. Anyways, mm-hmm. so... I was just like, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. And she's like, You're just being silly. And then, so I was laying in bed, and her nest hatched, and I had little baby spiders all on the ceiling of my room, and they were all falling on me when I was in bed. <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude! I had never heard this story. Yeah, so that is like the quick and dirty version. But yeah, uh, that is where my fear of spiders comes from. So I can be with them outside, no problem. I think their webs are beautiful.
2: (laughs) And you're like, this is like an
0: approved fear. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. So this is literally this is where my fear of spiders comes from. I'm totally fine with them outside, but inside, I'm just like. Kill it. Kill it now. Like (laughs) Okay, but I have a question now because on our trip there was a spider and you were, like, calm. (laughs) I was calm because I didn't want you guys to actually realize how much I was freaking the Fuck out internally. It was like, these are my friends, they can't know how crazy I am. Like, I can't I can't literally run screaming right now. So if you if you realize I was literally just like I was frozen in place oh, when that, that was happening. That makes sense. And because it was also happening. Sort of a word. <laughs> it was also happening when Ro was recording a, my segment of Realm Maintenance. So I'm literally sitting there being recorded on a podcast, and it was like professional joss, like switched on because this spider was like. Like as big as my fucking head. And it was on their bed. Like on the bed. It was. It it
2: was awful. It was awful. And Pro just got up, grabbed a shoe, walked over, smacked it, and then sat back down. And they kept recording. (laughs) I'm proud of you.
0: Now that I know this background story. That's impressive. It was like it was the worst. The worst. (laughs) I'm like I'm getting all like sweaty and stuff like thinking about it. (laughs)
2: that's awful
0: so so that yeah that's that's my big one and arachnophobia is actually one that is um it's shared amongst a whole bunch of different people it's one of the I guess uh most common I almost said most popular (laughs) it's one of the most common phobias and and it it is for me at least it's really funny because like I'm totally okay with um like movies that have like big spiders in them um The only thing uh, that has made me uncomfortable, I guess, is uh, sometimes spiders in video games because it's much more of, like, an involved experience. Um, And the other thing was um, the Harry Potter ride at Universal because there's a point where you go through the forest and it's, like, all these giant spiders are in your face. And I was fine with them in the movie, although they they gave me the creeps a little bit, but I was okay in the movie. But then, like, (laughs) when it's, like, I know they're fake. I know they're robots, but they are giant spiders in my face. And I'm, like, do it for Harry. Do it for Harry. (laughs) Yeah. harry potter please yeah so so yeah arachnophobia is probably um my longest running phobia i would say it's the one that's been with me since i was i was a little kid i was probably we were in our new house so i was at least five but i was probably no older than about seven so yeah that's it's literally one of my earliest memories Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but
1: what about you jules Um, I'm going to go with one that I've had since I was a little kid. Um, and that is fear of the deep ocean. Um, this one is interesting because as a kid, I grew up, uh, my parents had a boat that would actually be able to go out in the ocean in New Jersey. And, um, I was fine. Anytime we were on the boat, we could have been in, you know, 40 foot water, 50 foot water, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Um but anytime we went out into the ocean, I needed to be able to see land on mm. one side of the boat. Because if I didn't, it was this panicking fear of what would happen if we sank. Mm. You know, cuz there's no way we would be able to be saved and you know that and plus the the fear of not knowing and not seeing what's underneath you.
0: Yeah. Is that
1: like there's There's actually this subreddit out there about this very fear of like people who get freaked out seeing submerged ships under the water. Because it just kind of triggers this like visceral fear of like this is not supposed to be there and it's like the unknown and the it's this creepy, weird. And I'm I watched I, I like read this subreddit and went, Oh my god, this is me. <laughs> like I just I'm like freaked out and anxious just looking at this, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so um and whenever we did go out into um the deep ocean, I would start getting seasick, I would get Freaked out. It was like a panic attack mm-hmm. in a way. And my parents, of course, make fun of me for it because they were like, "Oh, every time we get sick, and you know, then you'd be fine if we were." It's like, no, I was just afraid. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it was scared. That was. This um, is actually really funny because when I saw you put fear of the deep ocean in the notes, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's that's it's different. It's not very common." And I know, like, uh, obviously, most of mine are tied to some sort of a, a traumatic event. So. I was like, "How is she afraid of the deep ocean? Like, what happened to her? Did she is she like a deep sea diver or former deep <laughs> sea diver or something?" I was like, "This is going to be a cool story." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and it's um, it, you know, I, I was a kid who spent most of her uh, childhood by the beach and in the ocean swimming, and um, the ocean is a scary thing. Um, especially riptides. I've, you know, Mm. I've gotten caught in those and it is, I mean, my parents, like they, they drill this into your head. If you're a kid that lives by the ocean and swims in the ocean, you need to be careful of the current. You need to know where you are. You need to know that you can walk back up to the, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're like, don't mess around. And it's, they're so true. It's like, When I think about it, I was such a stupid kid because we were just (laughs) like, let's just float on our backs and the waves will crash on us. And it's like, no, that literally could just take you right out. And you can't get back up. And you can't get back. And you don't think that it's that bad. Um, So I have a tremendous love for the ocean and a very deep kind of seated reverence and fear of it at the same time. It's pretty cool.
2: I, yeah. and I have one that stems from Joss's and like goes through Jules is I'm afraid of sharks. And it's because of the movie Jaws, which yep. I know, like traumatized a lot of kids and stuff. Um, but growing up watching that, well, I'm assuming that's what it stemmed from because we live in Arizona where we, like maybe went to the <laughs> beach like a couple times as a kid. And actually at Thanksgiving, my mom Had played videos from trips we went on. She put them all on like DVD instead of off the camera things. And uh, one of them was we were at the beach and I'm like, and I'm a twin. So we're watching me and my sister and our cousins. And I'm like, is that me? Is that me? Like we can't remember. And I was like, which one looks the scaredest? Like like, we're both like playing in the water. I mean, I obviously like I wasn't going out very far, Mm -hmm. but I mean, even through like middle school and high school, like we would go on a band trip. I wore full normal like jeans a t-shirt like specifically so that I would not have to go near the water and people jokingly tried to push me in and I freaked out like I was not having it 100% just I was done and I've done stuff like I think in elementary school, we did one of those, like, where you're in the, like, the gifted program, you go do, like, the little trips to learn stuff or Mm -hmm. whatever. We would do, like, an ocean voyage one where they'd go and take you out on the water, and they'd, like, pull stuff up, and you'd talk about it and everything. So, like, I've done that, and I get seasick, so that didn't help either. Mm -hmm. But, like, just to do that scared the crap out of me. Going to SeaWorld, where they have the big overhead shark. Thing Scared the shit out of me. Like, I want, like, they made me go through it because you're supposed to face fears, and I'm like covering myself so that I don't have to, like, look and everything. Oh, that one's bad. I'm still yeah. not a fan of the ocean. Like, I want to travel and stuff, and that kind of hinders it. Well, other than finances, but. Mm-hmm like, somebody's like, oh, yeah, I come to Australia. I'm like, first of all, everything there will kill me. Yes. Second of all, <laughs> you have to, like, sedate me to get across the ocean. Because, again, like, if the plane crashes, I'm in the middle with no way to get out from all the things that are below me. And it's mainly sharks, but, like, obviously I'm not going to be like, hey, stingrays, you're cool. Like, don't hurt me either, you know. It's but it's mostly sharks. So. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's funny yeah. that like we each have like this, like step by step fear <laughs> list. <laughs> it, it is
0: really funny too, that, you know, some of the things that are, you know, a fear for one person can be like someone else's favorite thing. For instance, I freaking love sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're so cool. Too. Like one of the things on my bucket list is like go to South Africa and swim with the Great Whites. I think that'd be awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot. I know. <laughs> like you. There's I can't true. even know that you're going, Josh. Check mark. You can't have it. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, just like gonna it do can, it, and it and not tell
2: you. Me no. to have my friends and family be by the water. <laughs> so weird not a fan.
0: <laughs> but again, like, And I feel like uh, because of the uh, one thing that, that does like terrify me is like is pictures of like great whites like coming out of the water with their mouths open and stuff like that. Like they're, they're scary animals and they are yeah. ridiculously powerful and they are just made to eat. <laughs> so did you see the one that got it through the cage? Did you see that video?
1: That was psycho. I couldn't <laughs> even watch it. It was psycho.
2: It was terrifying. And they're like no one's down there. Yeah and then a guy pops no up and there's there's he was nothing. like what? <laughs> (laughs) And he probably thinks it's, like, the greatest thing. Yeah. And there's another guy who, like, pets them, like, because they can go, like, in a hypnotic state if you pet them. It's because who thought of this? Who's like you know? It's because they have. What would happen if I could just pet the belly of a great white shark? Just you know, maybe it'll dance. Like, what what are these people thinking?
0: It's because they have sensory receptors. So basically, by directly touching their sensory uh, receptors, then you're uh, like overloading their brains, for lack of a better term. So for a second, they like roll over and they're all like puppy dog pet my belly. Which uh, is crazy. <laughs> and then they're going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, Great Whites, I I, I love, I love Shark Week. I, I'm all about sharks. The thing you were talking about at SeaWorld, <laughs> like, they have, I know, <laughs> they, have <laughs> the like this. they have the
2: same thing.
0: They uh, have the same thing that you described at SeaWorld. They have the same thing in Toronto at the Ripley's Aquarium. And uh, I, I loved it. Matt was like taking photos and videos and all kinds of stuff so I was like freaking out like trying to touch them and like and we literally went like six months ago I wasn't like 12 like this is literally like but <laughs> I was like a little kid I was so excited and I was like taking pictures like crazy and I was like oh my god you can see his mouth look at his teeth click 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 <laughs> I was like they're so close and then I was like standing up at top of this shark aquarium at the end wow. and I was just like they're so <laughs> close <laughs>
2: Like my, I can feel like all the blood like rushing through my brain of like stop no just no back up like I'm like my brain is telling you to stop,
0: <laughs> which is exactly the reaction that I had with Matt at BlizzCon this year because uh, one of mine that I I've, I've never had before but seems to be developing as I as I get older and Jules I think you uh, actually looking at them they're all we all three share this one but fear of heights. Um, yes. And, uh, and I never used to be. I never used to be bothered by heights at all. But uh, my parents are building a cottage and it's kind of like on the edge of a cliff. And I noticed this summer uh, we were like um, cleaning the deck and like getting it ready to stain and stuff because it's a brand new build. So we're doing like everything from scratch. And, and as I was like at the edge of the part where the hill like really drops off. I was, like, leaning out like it was nothing, and then I kind of, like, glanced down, and I was, like, I had almost, like, vertigo, and I was, like, oh, God, <laughs> and and stuff like that has never bothered me before. Like, I've been up the CN Tower, which is, like, 100 and something stories high, and there's a glass floor, and I've been on the glass floor, and, you know, none of that ever really bothers me, but I think it might be um, not necessarily fear of heights, but fear of... Um, Like any time where I feel like I'm at a height and I am unstable at that height, that's when I start to get a little bit like, which is like on the ladder at the cottage or at BlizzCon. Um, And and this also goes back to Nevermore, the point that you were making about um, people like pressing your limits with some of your phobias and how even if you love them, you hate them a little in that moment (laughs) is because... um, we were up at the Dark Moon Fair, which uh, is on the third floor of the convention center. But the uh, kind of like the floor is uh, open to below, and there's like a glass railing, which is all fine. Except that when we were like outside of the Dark Moon Fair, right close to the railing, when people would walk by and there was no big crowd, it was like Matt and I near the railing, and then one person wa- would walk by. You could feel it in the floor, like there was a bit of give. And I was just like, wow. okay, I have to sit down. And I and I had to. I had to sit down because well, we were uh dealing with the credit card company, so we needed to be out away from the crowd. So I was like, like,
2: ma'am, please stop buying pins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was literally when we were buying pins, but that's not the point. Point is <laughs> but um I actually had to sit down and like I kept telling Matt like get away from the railing like get away from the railing like you're going to fall this whole thing feels like it's going to collapse like I'm having close to a panic attack right now like just and he just kept being like oh this you mean you don't like this like edging. and I was like <laughs> oh, no. I hate you Red. Like you're not taking me seriously and that is so frustrating because like I'm literally having a panic attack right now. <laughs> Yeah. So Yeah,
1: that, that sucks. I mean You might think I it's funny, but the person
0: with the phobia does not think it's funny, FYI.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I can fly with no problem. I have no problem sitting at the window and looking down. I that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm sitting in, inside an enclosed space. I'm buckled in, you know, it's not it's nothing like it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Go to the top of a building, um, or look over the edge of a cliff and I'm just like something it, it there's just something in my brain that just goes this is there's so many ways that this could fail yeah and i could fall and um this summer we went to the Minnesota state fair and the Minnesota state fairgrounds like it is intense and they have one of those um those sky lifts like a basically like a ski lift oh okay that goes from one end of the park to the other and the group that I was with were like, we had walked a ton. They were like, well, let's go back to the other side. Let's just take the, the, the sky the ride. Yeah, And that is literally a bar that comes over your lap and your feet are dangling down to the bottom. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just be strong. You can do this. And so like we were with I was with my buddy Pat Crane you know I we were we were with somebody else and and the person behind us in the car behind us said turn around and like take your picture and I'm like no <laughs> and Pat goes turn around and I'm so i like I turn around like really slowly like fuck I don't want to turn around <laughs> I don't know how to let go of this bar and um you know it was relatively safe but I had to quell an anxiety attack from like don't look down it's okay, you're all right, you're not going to fall. It's just that horrible feeling, and ugh, I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very similar to uh, the, well, the, basically where we have Tacular is at a ski resort, and so you can actually go up the mountain on a fully enclosed, and you can come back down on a fully enclosed box as well, um, like a gondola kind of thing, or you can choose to ride back down, oh, or up. I think on uh, basically yeah. a, a chairlift, a ski lift. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did that one year. I had, um, I think. Oh no, wait. James was behind me, but I was sitting with Patrick. Patrick Beja, and like I thought he was actually going to vomit. <laughs> I'm like it was, it was a really. Um, In the end, I I enjoyed it because the views were amazing, and it was a lot slower than the gondola. The gondola was, like, up and down, like, super fast, Um, but the the chairlift was, you know, really slow, but because you were going down the mountain, it was like when you're going up, you only ever look as high as, like, the post, right? But when you're going down, it's like the mountain is sloping down and away from you, so you feel like you're, like a kilometer up in the air sort of thing. Like there's, yeah, cause you can't really see the ground in the same way that you do when you're going up, when you're going up, the ground's like eye level, it's right in front of you. But when you're yeah. going down, it's like the, the only air is right in front of you. And like the peak of the next mountain. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Jules don't do that.
1: <laughs> I I've done the gondola and that's enough for yeah. me. And I, but no, there's no chairlift this <laughs> year. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Not even in order to
0: face your fear. <laughs>
1: You know, I've done it and I've, I've faced it and I still don't like it. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. This isn't really, I mean, I'm not going to go out into an all out panic attack, but it's not something that I really need to do in order to function in life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like if it were, if it were like literally the situation that you were in where a spider would like, if you were podcasting and a spider showed up in your studio and you literally had to stop and could not function. That's that's a life-altering thing, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to face maybe face that fear in order to function, or um, and and to be able to go on with your life. And so, I don't need to be at heights most of the time (laughs) to do my thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's and I, I totally, be. I definitely understand that. Um, there's there's a couple of other phobias that we have talked about previously on the show that, again, I didn't even realize were, were phobias. I didn't uh, kind of make the connection between phobias and anxiety, which is exactly like we mentioned. That's exactly what they are. But there's uh, basically like... I'm going to group them all together, even though they probably deserve their own discussions in and of themselves. But um, agoraphobia, so we've talked about the pho- the phobia of, like, going new places, driving new places, um, being out and out of our little, like, nest home comfort zone sort of an area. Uh, there is I didn't even realize that there was a phobia name for this, but glossophobia, which is like performance anxiety, which is what I've talked about before with uh, my ability to do public speaking and conventions and stuff like that. Um, And then I feel like there was – oh, just in general like social anxiety or or social phobia, which is, you know, uh, phobias and anxiety tied directly to interacting with other people, which – I I would say is probably my least out of all of those. I definitely would say agoraphobia is the one I suffer from the most, followed by, like, performance anxiety, and then at the bottom would be social anxiety. But I know not everybody's um, social anxieties are ranked in that order. But uh, for me especially, yeah, the performance anxiety is really – it can be really tough sometimes depending on, you know, location and comfort level in general with the people I'm around and then how many people I'm going to be up in front of. <laughs> yes.
1: I, I, it never, I mean, I have it, I have to deal with it because of, you know, you and I both, what we do. Um, last year I went to Pac South and spoke in front of 200 people and it was, I just, I had to go into the zone and say, look, you got this, you know how to do this. And it helped. Honestly, it helped that I used to do, um, I used to do, uh, symphony choir, um, with like, like the city choirs oh, Okay. in, in like Madison. And when I used to live there, I used to do it in college. And so I was on stages a lot in my younger years. So it did help to like, how to go into the zone, how to like, get ready to just do a performance and like going into a podcast situation I, you know, you talked about professional, professional Jocelyn. It's the same thing mm-hmm. for me. The switch goes on and I'm like in professional Jules mode, which is different than me just kind of sitting around and just shooting the shit with you guys. Um, cause that's just, it, it's a switch that goes on. And mm-hmm. so that's the same thing with performance anxiety, but man, I know that feeling of like your knees want to buckle. Like you've got to sing a solo in front of the entire audience at school.
0: Dear God. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, I like I, I mentioned previously on this show, um, I've gotten a lot better. Before, it was like I, I couldn't even speak up. In group settings, like, so you would get onto a group project at school and there was like, you know, a group of five people. I couldn't even speak in front of that group of five people. So I have, I've leaps and bounds really, but it's still something that, that stays with me and that, you know, like there are things that I really don't want to do because it gives me a lot of anxiety. Like for instance, streaming Hearthstone, it's something where I am, um, comfortable in my home in front of a camera like normal, but I just feel like, you know, uh, people are going to be, you know, judging me too much. And just the idea of giving that performance, because really, that's what podcasting and streaming is, it's a performance. So giving that performance in front of an audience that may not be very receptive to me and my styles and my ideas is enough to keep me from doing that. And that is 100% a phobia, because I do get anxious anytime I even think about it, I'm not even doing it. I'm just like, maybe i I should stream. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and it's funny cuz it's tied like specifically to that one game, but um yeah, the phobia uh, the performance anxiety phobia is is not to be not to be sniffed at. Is that the thing? <laughs> is that
1: yeah, the saying? Don't mess around with it because it's real. Yeah. I mean, it's real and um you know, I I I go back to knowing. um, So in school, I was in. um, I did a lot of like you know shows and uh, you know drama, and then I was in the orchestra as well. And the worst thing that happened to me when I was uh, in orchestra, you know, you I came out on stage. We sat down, and I dropped my violin. And if you drop your violin, everything goes out of tune. (laughs) So the, the 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 conductor had to had to retune my violin, you know, adjusting the strings, because everything just let go. And that was Uh mortifying. And I was sitting there, because everybody's eyes are on me. I dropped my frickin' violin in front of the entire stage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking back at it now, did it destroy my confidence? No, I'm fine. But (laughs) at the time, it was like that feeling of, you know, when you're young, you always think everybody's eyes are on you whenever you walk into a room or you're like, doing something and then to have that actually be the case mm-hmm. <laughs> is like oh shit
0: <laughs> well and the thing I'm is idiot. like all all it takes is you know that that one event to to kind of put you in that mindset and for me most of the time it's always been you know stuff that I didn't necessarily notice until someone pointed it out to me and then it's just like oh my god it's so ingrained in me not only that you know whatever that one thing is that somebody pointed out was bad enough that they felt they had to point it out to me and then so that you know sets you off on that negative spiral um way of thinking but you know Then on top of that, you're just like, oh, my God, everyone really is watching me all the time. And, you know, everything is a really big deal. And I think that, you know... Every kid at some point has that event happen to them where someone points something out and then, you know, it just spirals from there and everyone thinks, okay, everyone's watching me all of the time in every room that I go into. And that's where a lot of your insecurities start from. Uh, But that's a whole other demon. This is the worst, this (laughs) is the worst, like, memory, I'll (laughs)
2: tell you. This is super embarrassing. But it's exactly what you're talking about. So, like fifth grade I want to say fifth or sixth grade because I kind of remember the teacher and I kind of remember like the class and who was in it and everything anyway um I was like leaning back in my chair and one of the kids who was sitting next to me I wouldn't say he's like a best friend but it's a kid that I've grown up with since Mm -hmm. earlier years whatever anyway like leaning back in my chair all of a sudden I. I was mortified, one, that it happened, two, the long-lasting thing was they're never gonna forget this. This is gonna be like the moment through like high school (laughs) and like the rest of my life, is they're gonna bring it up all the time. they never thought about it after that one day, but like I, like it was in my brain that like this is never going to be forgotten. I'm going to be remembered as that kid. Like I was scared so bad. So oh, thanks yeah. guys for reminding me of that horrible <laughs> moment from elementary school. <laughs> I have
0: one of those stories too. It was in it was in grade nine, and for us, that is the start of high school. And so uh, I was going to a high school that was out of my town because uh, it was the only high school in our region that had a gifted program past grade eight, so past elementary school. And so I was already with like totally out of my element. I knew two people from my elementary school that were going to this same high school. So, you know, like I just, I had no friends whatsoever. It was within the first couple of weeks of English class. So I hadn't even made a whole lot of friends yet. And... It was like silent writing or silent reading time. I don't even remember. But the point is the entire class was silent and I'm sitting there and I'm doing my thing and then all of a sudden I had to sneeze and I sneezed so freaking loud and everyone laughed at me to the point that even now today, like literally, I don't even know what I would have been 14. So almost 20 years later... Almost 20 years later, I still stifle my sneezes, and Matt laughs at me every time, and I'm like, but my English class laughed at me, Matt. I can't sneeze out loud because <laughs> oh, I have ridiculously oh, no. loud sneezes, apparently. So now I like, have little mini explosions inside my brain to the point that sometimes <laughs> they hurt, and I'm just like, but if I do it out loud, people will laugh at me. <laughs> I, and, you know, sneezing. I hold it in Fear and then it, like, sneezing. it hurts
2: you like yeah. like down there. Like it hurts really hard. And I'm sure like I'll blow like some sort of body part at some point <laughs> from the pressure. But I do the same thing. I totally try to hold mine in if I can.
1: <laughs> you know what though? And so this is I mean, this is the the prime example of the stuff that shapes you as a child mm-hmm. and 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 kind of grows your, your phobias. I'm sorry, like their irrational fears mm-hmm. of things that, you know, sneezing in public <laughs> And you know, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of silly and yeah, do you need to change it? It's not harmful to you, you know? And that's, I think that's the thing that we have to stress too, is that a lot of these things are things that we just know are quirks or things about us that make us different and unique. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that is causing you, uh, it's altering your life in a negative way or preventing you from going forward and and being able to like agoraphobia, Mm -hmm. keeping you inside. And being afraid to go travel because you, you know, even to just go to the store, um, yeah, you've got to think of it from the levels of severity and how it affects your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, I have, I have a deep fear of, of left turns in the car that has <laughs> no, uh, traffic light. Yeah. And that was because, uh, I drove a car when I was in, in high school that would stall in intersections like that. Mm like as you were turning. And so I don't like to this day, I will go out of my way to find a left turn at a light than to Mm -hmm. left turn out into traffic. Does it change and alter my life? No, it's just a little bit of an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. But if I was afraid to get behind the wheel of the car because of that, and I wasn't able to drive, then, you know, then you got to think about, is this something that I really need to get some help for? Mm -hmm.
2: Do you guys have where the fear like you know it's irrational, but, like, you just assume that you're going to be, like, the one in, like, a billion that it's going to happen to. Because that's what happens with, like, the fear of heights. And for me, it's not heights, it's falling. But, like, that kind of stuff is like, oh, nobody ever gets hurt on these rides or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I'll like, be the I one. will be the person that's on the news because I flew out of the ride and got, like, dismembered over there on, you know, the Disneyland rides. Like, to me, it's like I'm that one in a million person Like, and I don't know why I think that for some of my fears. Like, with the shark thing, it's like, yeah, Jocelyn can go swim with sharks, but she's gonna get eaten by the shark, you guys. It's just, (laughs) she's gonna be the person. There could be 50 other people in the swim with shark school thing, and it's gonna be Jocelyn. (laughs) Like, that's what my mind does. It just, it's like, it's the disaster thinking. It's like, worst case scenario, like, it's me or the person I love. Like, anytime Ben leaves, I'll be like, drive careful. And he's like, I will. I'm like, but it's not you. It's everyone else I'm worried about. Like, I know yeah. you're going to be safe. It's all those other people that I can't control that it's like, <laughs> that's what freaks me out. So, do you I, guys have I that want to... where do you
0: think it? Um, not necessarily, but I, I wonder, I wonder if that's like, I mean, I, obviously you always have like the fear of something bad happening to your loved ones. I think that's probably a a universal, I don't know if I'd call it a phobia because like, I don't get panic attacks when Matt goes to work. But, um, I think that that's something that everyone can relate to just, just a kind of general feeling of fear of, you know, Something bad happening, whether it's you know a uh, an accident, a disaster, or a medical condition, or something. I think that's a fear that all of us have. Um, but it, that's really interesting that that you just kind of live your life thinking you're gonna be the one in the middle. Does it? Does that happen? Every for, time? Like, does that happen for good things too? Are you like, I'm the one in the million that's gonna win the lottery, no. or <laughs> it's just the disaster it's just stuff. the bad things? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Well, like, it's funny like, for the rides and stuff. Like, you guys can go on the. California scream in eight times like I mean it's not that I don't think you Would get hurt or whatever it's like but I'm Not gonna like hinder well see this Is the thing I'm not gonna hinder you from riding the Ride but Jocelyn you cannot the ha ha <laughs> so my brain is
0: like telling me one thing's okay and the other thing's not so i don't know well, how to think, balance that out To explain, i think it. the difference the <laughs> that's difference that's really there funny. is that that sharks are actually a phobia of yours like riding rides is not a phobia of yours right like you don't get panicky when you think of going on like a roller coaster or uh well, the, no, well maybe not, not, not a fair. roller coaster but like <laughs> i mean like a, a ride at disney or something like haunted mansion like you don't you know don't have that kind of phobia of haunted that's, mansion
2: that's easily escapable and i'm not gonna fall out of it see that's (laughs) the thing but like with space mountain i can do it it scares the shit out of me but i can do it but Mm -hmm. like i don't want to do california screaming i know it's gonna scare me and i've tested that where they say like don't or you need to like face your fears i've done that like we've done um six flags for like high school or whatever or things like that, and I've done the giant Goliath ride. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because waiting in line, I'm like, oh, like this is taking forever. Oh, look, they're adding a car to the track. That's gonna be the car that kills me, because they're (laughs) adding the car to the track! Like, you know, you just count it down. So I've done that, and I didn't like that ride, because you go upside down and it like lifts you up as it like does the whirlwind Mm -hmm. thing, you lift out of your seat. I don't like that. So there's stuff that I know I can't do, and there's stuff I know I can do, but at the same time, it doesn't terrify me that you're going to go on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My brain. Yeah, it's and, so and it's-
1: funny that you say this because when you say I, I'm, I'm going to be the one in the million or my friend or my loved one is going to be the one in the million, that is the exact opposite of how I think. Because <laughs> I see when I, when I justify the fear to say, what's the chances of this happening to me? you're so that's exactly, (laughs) but you know what? That's how I get over my fears is I say, you know, the chances of this happening to me or someone that I love is so slim that I can't be afraid of it Mm -hmm. logically. And I mean, you say, yeah, you're so logical, but it's funny that we see it from two very different sides of it. And that's how I push past a lot of the fears. Like, you know, Am I going to be that one in the million case? Because I don't sit there and think I'm going to be the one in the million that wins the lottery either.
2: So, <laughs> I just, but I know like the chances are so small, and I know like the shark attacks compared to other accidents. You know, I know those numbers. It's just my brain chooses to not accept them and like push them out of my yeah. head, and they're yeah. like does not exist. This is what's going to happen, like well, because I'm the visual thinker. So I think that's part of it too. Yes. Yeah. I know the logics, but, like, in my brain, it's, like, you can see it happening. Jocelyn getting eaten by the shark, <laughs> like, or me flying off the ride. Like, yeah. I can see it in my mind's eye, and that's what drives it, I think.
0: Well, and that's another key to phobias, right, is, is the irrational part. It doesn't matter how many times I tell myself that that little spider in the corner is not going to come eat my face. I am irrationally afraid of this thing that I could literally basically almost even crush with my brain. Like there's nothing to them. They are tiny. I can end them without a second thought. And yet they terrify me. So, and I think that that's just, you know, that that's where the irrational part of the phobia comes in. And uh, that's actually totally the worst segue ever into my final one, which is something that's been (laughs) with me again for a really, 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 really long time. Basically, almost as long as I can remember, remember, since I was able to kind of get to the point of logicking my way through a lot of things, and that's, this is almost why um, this phobia is almost the worst, is because it is completely and utterly logical, and it is basically the, the fear of your own death. Uh, And I mean, there are a lot of people who have um, religious beliefs, I think, that that kind of soften this phobia. But for me, basically, I'm just kind of like, okay, there's there's me and I exist in a finite period of time. And then I'm just going to not. Yep. And and (laughs) as soon as you're able and for me, it was at a very young age, as soon as you're able to kind of wrap your head around that, it becomes so so scary and that's basically the fear of death is kind of what drives a lot of other phobias because you can argue fear of spiders, fear of sharks, fear of going somewhere that you don't know and you are unsafe fear of heights, all of these things kind of boil down to a fear of your own mortality and you know what's gonna be the thing that's gonna get me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. crazy killer spider never before seen in Canada kills girl like (laughs) (laughs) Oh, chocolate! <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's those kind of things, and and that's you know something that I, I don't even how how do you even face that fear? Like how do you even deal with that phobia? Like it's it's the one thing <coughs> that you can be one hundred percent sure is going to happen to you at some point in your life eventually. You may right. never you ne- may never fall off a ladder, you may never see a shark, you may never see a balloon again, but you know 100% that everyone dies. We are mortal, it's what happens. So, you yep. know, like, how do you even go about dealing with that fear of your own mortality? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, honestly, when you both had put that down
1: in your, um, in your the list, Jocelyn I was I like,
2: one person. You, you know, you <laughs> oh, share you the you same brain. Yeah. Sharks. Do you get this like <laughs> it's a back and forth thing <laughs> It's so funny that we have so much in common, and Jules is like, I'm over here and I'm super logical. And Jocelyn and I are like, nope, same boat.
0: <laughs> same <laughs> boat that will be the one in a million attacked by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jocelyn's going to be like, yay! <laughs> Just pet it on the nose, it'll be fine. <laughs> Canadian that girl shark. loses arm in freak shark petting accident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god uh, anyway, anyway
0: anyway jules continue, continue oh. with your logic.
1: <laughs> no worries i honestly i um I, I when i saw it on your list both of you have it on your list is the fear of death and um I, it it surprised me a little bit only because i don't ever think about it hmm. um it, it, so it was like it's not that I avoid the thought—the thought of it. It's just that I've accepted it as a, as an—it's an inevitability. Mm-hmm. And so, it's not something that I can, you know, in my own logical state, I just say, you know, it's going to happen to me eventually, and how it happens is unknown. So I can't control any of that. I'm only going to focus on the stuff that I can control, mm-hmm. and um, that's how I—that's how I've always functioned with it. And I have my own. Um, my own beliefs personally, spiritually, um, you know, and that's, that's me, um, that helps me come, come to terms with it. Cause I've lost a lot of, uh, relatives early in their lives and, you know, trying to make sense of death was really hard at a young age, trying to understand why people, um, why life is unfair sometimes, you know, why children get cancer, why mm-hmm. good people die out of, you know, bad Things happening to them and all that stuff, and so it it was. It surprised me a little bit because I'm like, man, I don't ever ever really think about that, and Mm I, and I feel like I. It's like, am I weird because I don't? (laughs)
0: Because because you guys, I think I I think that that. you're. I think if anything, you're blessed that you don't because I mean, like I say, this is one of the things that it has been with me since very, very, very early on in my life, and it's it's kind of like. I'm not even afraid of, like, the event, whatever it is. Like, whatever it is that happens to me, I'm not even really afraid of that. What I'm afraid of is, like, just, like, the end, like, The blackness and then the not knowing what happens. It's like I can't stop TV shows or movies partway through. Like I always have to know the end of the story. So just I feel like that part of my personality is what keeps this coming up over and over again in my mind is just I'm just like, oh, my God, like – I'm not going to see my great, 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 great great, grandchildren. It's like no one sees that. Like, why are you like attaching this to this thought? Like, why are you hanging on to this so much? And and I I don't know. It's just like has it
2: been worse for you in the last few years? No, like now. Okay, see, because I've thought of it. Like, I've understood it. Like, I've been to funerals when I was a kid. Um, so it's not that I was never not exposed to it. You guys know me. I'm weird. Like, I have a weird morbid fascination with weird shit like (laughs) um skulls and death and like i mean i grew up adam's family monsters tim burton like i love that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um i watch weird stuff like crime shows and murder mysteries. And I love that. I watched the really weird stuff that Ben won't stay in the room for, like the body farms that like what happens after the point and shit like that. Like I constantly have watched that stuff growing up. It's just how my mind works. But in the last few years, like it's just, it's constantly On my mind, I think about it all the time. Like sometimes we'll be going to bed, he'll roll over and be like "Good night," and like I'll start kind of tearing up to myself because like I don't want him to die either. Like I'm scared. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't want my family to die. I don't want my friends to die. I don't want to die. Like it just, it's constantly in my head. And like you try to be logical, I know that it's the end. It'll happen eventually. It happens to everyone. Blah, Blah blah. Like I get that, and it's not so much that I'm scared of it. Cause I obviously understand it's going to happen and I know it happens and all that, but it's just, I feel like because it's a constant thing, like I shouldn't be worried about it. I just like, I want to know why, like yeah, it's constantly. It. And it's like, I don't want, cause I'm not like super, I'm not super spiritual, but I believe what I believe. I would hope that there's some sort of afterlife, but I'm not going to be like, Oh, that's it. That's, you know, it's like not a guaranteed thing. Like we don't know, like there could be the blackness that Jocelyn's talking about. So it's like, I think the unknown part of it, but yeah, no, in the last few years, it's gotten way worse, even though I've thought about it basically my whole life because mm. of weird stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. That for part me, comes with age. Mm. I'm getting too old. See, and that's <laughs> okay. So that's part of it too, is mine. Wasn't just fear of death. There was two other parts for it for me. And I'll explain why. Um, getting older is one and it's not so much like growing older. It's not like birthdays don't scare me and stuff. It's like being old. Like, um, I'm like, I'm scared that like, I'm not going to have Ben or my family and I'm going to be like by myself. And I'm like, what if I'm in a home and like they don't take care of me and they're mean to me or something? You know, like that kind of shit scares me. Like legit, like I'm afraid like of my later years. Like mm, yeah. I want I want to be known that I'm taken care of. That's why I treat my niece super nice because she's going to take <laughs> care of me. Uh, but it, it's partially that, um, and then the other part of it is another part of the getting older is I'm terrified of for it. there was a fear that said it was forget forgetting mm-hmm. and it said partially like part of it was being forgotten but the part that for me is the forgetting like I'm scared I have horrible memory and it's been really bad um, the last few years so that scares me like what if I have something and mm. it's coming and like I'm not gonna remember because like he'll joke with me and stuff but like I have to tell him sometimes like you know it's okay that we joke about it, but like it is a serious thing that like I, I am worried about that mm-hmm. it, it is like an actual issue. So like that and just getting older and then death like all balled into one is like a big deal for me. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't know if you're stemmed from other stuff, but those were my kind of lead ups
0: to like the yeah. final blackness. <laughs> no, for me it, it's funny. It's like I don't even remember it being like tied to the death of a pet. It just uh like I I have this memory of just kind of laying in bed and going, huh. One of these days I'm just not gonna wake up. Yeah, like you're not gonna <laughs> what be does doing that what mean? in today. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just,
2: just all of a sudden like duh. Isn't it yeah. weird? Like you just uh oh, I can't.
0: Uh. it's like, yeah, yeah it's like it's- the first time I, I kind of realized that it's just this thing that's just kind of been there ever since. is this like um constant. I guess trying to figure it out, trying to figure out like uh, what that means. And then this, this, this is where the phobia part comes in is like, sometimes the, it causes me to like not be able to sleep or to get short of breath or to get panicky. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God, like, not even that I think it could happen tomorrow, but just that I know it's going to happen and I'm not ready. Like I'm I'm not prepared. <laughs> and you know, like whether <laughs> you are not prepared. Yes. And it doesn't matter if I'm thinking of it happening tomorrow or if I'm thinking of happening like 50 years from now, one way or another, I'm not prepared to not exist. And mm-hmm. there, I don't think that there's any way that you do actually prepare for that. So then this is, I think, one of the, the big phobias that there's just – there's really nothing you can do. There's, like, how, how do you face this? Like, even – I mean, I've, I've seen dead bodies of relatives. I've gone to funerals. I've, you know, like, I, like, nevermore watch a whole – but, like, I love horror. I think horror is great. I, uh, but, you know, no matter how much I face or confront death, it's never my own. So mm-hmm. – True. that's that's what the that's what the phobia is right is it's the fear of myself no longer existing it's not my fear of everyone else no longer existing um it's it's the fear of of me just poof gone mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and yeah and not seeing like the end of the story <laughs> basically well, and that
2: there's also the harsh reality of um poof not existing and yeah you'll be remembered but like life Goes on. Mm-hmm. Like everything in life goes on. People still shop Black Friday and they go to their jobs. And, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like all those normal things still go on and you're just kind of done. Like mm-hmm. it's weird. The whole idea mm-hmm. of it is just. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a big the stop, well, we know there's of- no answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah if you're, if you're hanging control. on an
0: answer, it's not happening. Just <laughs> so you know. I mean, and it's, like uh, part of me wants to believe in ghosts because I think that'd be super cool. Then I can yeah. just hang out and like see everything as it's happening. And like, I don't need to be doing anything. I just want to watch all you guys fuck up. <laughs> I'm to- I'm totally- <laughs> I would totally
2: be okay with that being a thing. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the thing about,
1: about death is that it's the ultimate loss of control. You mm-hmm. don't get to choose when you die
2: yeah, and you yes. don't
1: get to choose how, and you don't get to choose when. Mm-hmm. So, um, if for anybody who needs structure and, um, and to feel like they've, they've got control over their life, the thought of your own mortality is the ultimate screw you. Yeah, <laughs> And so you have all of this stuff in your head going. So, you know. I am someone who's very methodical and very logical. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'm not listening to it. (laughs) I'm not dealing with it because I know I can't control it. Mm -hmm. And I've just given up trying to think about it. Now I do. I do really think about what happens to us after we pass and after, you know, what is, what is this whole existence and why are we here? Cause I do that a lot for myself. Like what am I supposed to accomplish in this lifetime? Why am I supposed to accomplish it? You know, who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And that's what drives me. And I think that if if you can kind of help yourself come to terms with the things that you feel like you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime, and if you're not on that path, (laughs) maybe you need to look at what it is that you really want or need to get onto that path to feel like you've lived this fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all this. I mean, that's all my spiritual side talking, but um, you know, that's how I move forward in life, especially when things get tough and hurdles get thrown at you and you know you've got to figure it out and um you know if it ended tomorrow tonight whatever it is to say have i done what i what i'm hoping that i would be trying to accomplish at sure. least partly
2: this just made me think we should have a bucket list episode ooh, ooh. i like that <laughs> just to talk about things we, we want to do things-
0: <laughs> Super short. (laughs) Oh, super short. (laughs) I I said said swim swim with with (laughs) sharks,
1: and then you had. Then there was
2: a middle finger
0: going
1: across
2: the forehead from (laughs) Nevermore. (laughs) Whatever, Jocelyn, whatever. (laughs) Just don't tell me you're doing it, do it, and then have pictures. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll just, I'll just, you Because if I have to wait, like,
0: six months for you to go do it, I'm going to freak out the whole time. (laughs) One day, you're just going to get an email in your inbox that says, hey, look at this, and it's going to be me petting a great white, and you're just going to be like... Well, at least she's home to send me the email. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's gonna be flipping her off at the whole time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, really quickly, we we've talked uh, about all of the phobias that we apparently have and share. Yes, um, and so I thought it'd be uh, really, really quickly we can just go over. We talked about some causes already. Um, we've talked about basically distressing and or traumatic events that happened in your childhood, um, basically ec- exposure to whatever the cause of the phobia is. Um, but then there's also some other ones um, because phobias are va- basically um, anxiety. Flight or fight or flight response type of uh, of things they can be brought on by something like a brain injury um that can be enough to to kind of flip the switches we talked last week about how you know just brain injuries in general can can cause big swings and changes in personality and phobias can be a result of that um And what kind of goes along with that is also uh, substance abuse is basically, you know, anything that can alter the chemistry of your brain can obviously be the cause of a phobia, which also does then include uh, genetic and environmental factors. And so, yeah, and I also in, in the little bit of research I did found that, again, it's women are more predisposed to it, but there's still this small percentage of the population that's actually affected by phobias, which I, I found interesting.
2: Yeah. Cause I just assume every, I, the same as you, I assumed everybody has at least one, mm-hmm. if not like five or more. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, there's, and you kind of have to differentiate it. Like Jocelyn's mm-hmm. afraid of spiders. I'm not like, woo, well, the spiders come touch me? Like all over. <laughs> I, it's like, you know, spiders, cockroaches, bugs, like bees, like, I'm not a fan. My thing is, I don't necessarily care as long as they're not touching me. And in Jocelyn's case, they were touching her. So like, (laughs) it's like legit. Okay. But you know, there's stuff that you're not going to like. And that's, a little different, I guess. And you kind of have to read into it of like, okay, do you just not like it and you don't prefer it? Or does it really scare you if something was going to happen? You know, you'll notice it. like when Jocelyn was talking about the sharks, like my body was like, my heart's racing and my Mm -hmm. blood's going like you Feel it like in inside those mm-hmm. kind of
0: things. Well, yeah, and usually, you know, like seeing the thing or discussing the thing is enough to evoke the, you know, kind of anxiety and panic. And there's been a, a couple of times that we've been talking over the course of this episode where, you know, I have to kind of clear my throat and give myself a second because, you know, these these are things again that are phobias. These are these are eliciting the the anxiety response in our bodies. So, like, I'm <laughs> sweating and like. <laughs> You know, having these kind of reactions as we're just sitting talking about it. And I think it like we mentioned earlier, like that is the key is the the anxiety response, as opposed to, I I don't really like it, you know, spiders are kind of gross. Is, is different than, like, me seeing a spider and freezing in an interview. Like, that's, that's a phobia, an anxiety response. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, like we've kind of alluded to uh, with our Facing Our Fears discussion, um, that is one of the basically two ways to treat a phobia is either um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a fancy way to say face your fears. It's uh, basically therapy that's like um, – specific and targeted and short-term, and I'm sure, Jules, you can probably explain it better than I am, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's putting you into the situation and teaching you coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. to work through the fear. Um, Exposure therapy... Um, you know, if you're afraid of heights, it's taking you on the top of a building, um, with your therapist Mm -hmm. to work through that. And the coping mechanisms, the breathing exercises, the, um, you know, visual, it's visualizations, things, there's a whole bunch of different techniques depending on the phobia itself, but it is, it's basically saying your phobia is an irrational response And teaching you how to control it because it becomes uncontrolled. To teach you how to do things to control it. Mm -hmm.
0: So again, this is this is the whole therapy part. Is is you have to be taught. It's not enough for me to just stare at a spider for five hours. That's probably not going to help. I need the you know the tools to actually work through that fear and what to do when confronted with it. So uh, that, you know, supervised therapy, <laughs> the therapist is important in, in this. And then also the second thing is you can treat it because it is an anxiety disorder. You can treat it with medication if it is severe enough to to warrant that kind of a, of a reaction. I'm one of those people who's not necessarily um, pro-Medicate for everything. Um, I think that there are, you know, once it starts impacting your day to day life, then medications are are definitely a way to go and a thing that you should do. But if it's like, eh, I don't like spiders, I'm gonna pop antidepressants every day because I don't like yeah. spiders. <laughs> like that's Yeah, not the, like, my, I'm not, not my, my medication way of thinking about sharks, because I don't see them on a daily basis. Like <laughs> if yeah. you
2: can't like leave your house and stuff, that's when you want to like yeah. talk to someone, find out what steps you need to take. Like mm-hmm. there's obviously a huge difference there. I Absolutely.
1: And uh, you know, we are not experts in any of this. We just are t- just talking from our own perspective. Um, if you feel like there are phobias or things in your life that are causing severe enough anxiety that is affecting your life in a negative way, we absolutely do encourage you to talk to a doctor your, your primary care physician if you have the ability to talk to if you have a employee assistance program at your job that you can call to talk these are the things that you can do to help make things better for yourself to have to live a better quality of life but we all have fears and mm-hmm. we all have things that just kind of just irk us or make our skin crawl you have to look at it from a perspective it, perspective of is this affecting my my well-being mm-hmm
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much, everyone watching and everyone who's been listening. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a, a listener submitted demon for this week. Uh, so if you would like us to talk about, we're actually going to need it to drive the episode next week because uh, it's going to be episode number 12, which is our, our recap episode. So uh, we need you to send your demons into demonspodcast at gmail.com or alternatively to share them in the Discord, which is slash uh, Slash joss plays which is j-o-c-e plays um so yeah please please do uh share your demons and if you want them to remain anonymous please uh submit them via email and make sure that you are letting me know that you want to remain anonymous and i will do my best to tweak your story in a way to still get the point across but to remove any kind of personal details um yeah i think that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight jules where can folks find you on the interwebs you can find me on my
1: uh, my show that I do about uh, Blizzard games uh, and advice. It's called Torrent Think Tank. We do listener-submitted questions and discussion topics. Uh, this week in particular, you guys might be interested in, we are doing an exercise right now uh, where we are examining the all those things that pop into your head when you say to yourself, I should or I really shouldn't about stuff in your life. And it can be ev- everything from, I should eat better. I should really learn how to not, you know, leave my clothes hanging around on the floor and (laughs) that negative self-talk and, you know, the stuff that you continually do. um, We're doing it. I did the exercise today and I, I I had so many of them in a day that I was like, how do I get anything done? Mm. So, we are talking about that on Thursday's show about why we, why we do this and what impact it has in our lives. So um, that is our discussion topic of the week. If you want to participate, you have until mm-hmm. Thursday to just like jot down what your I shoulds or I shouldn'ts or I really need tos are and, uh, see how many you do and what their impact is. And again, Thursdays, uh, torrent think 8 PM central time, uh, at twitch.tv slash torrent think tank.
0: I am absolutely going to do that tomorrow because I am so guilty of this, of the, mm-hmm. I should, I should, I should, I should. And, uh, just the number of times I tell myself of all the things that I should be doing to the point that it's crippling and I don't get anything done. And I feel like yeah. Evermore is probably in the same sort of boat because we've talked about our procrastination, uh, issues before. I've talked about how I don't even know what my to-do list is because it's just so long. Um, And, you know, how difficult it is to actually get anything done when, you know, everything seems important. therefore Therefore, nothing is.
1: And the point of the exercise is really just to show you how often you do it to yourself
2: mm-hmm. and
1: how it, it just creeps into your everyday thought process when it happens and what you feel as it happens. And um, I had some eye-opening moments today, and I think it, it's going to be a really good discussion. So yeah, check that out if you want to.
0: So Thursday at 8 p.m.? Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. Central, right. Okay. Did you
2: post <laughs> in the Discord like uh, examples of what you're supposed to look for or the article that you're going to be talking about or not yet. You guys are just discussing it and then
1: we're just like actually doing it form. as homework for ourselves. And okay. so, just you pick a day between the last show and the next recorded show, which is Thursday. And you just take note of how many times these thoughts creep into your head. And so, like, an example is um, like Barkonnen gave an example of I really shouldn't hit my snooze alarm so many times in a night, in a morning.
2: <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> and he has weird hours, too. He so does. I kind of give him that.
1: But I mean, it was everything for me today. I'll just share a couple. Like today, I really should go to the grocery store or I really should make sure that I pay that bill. And it's, you know, it's, it happens all day long and I didn't even realize how often it came into my brain. <laughs> and um, so Conan is in the <laughs> chat room. So um, And so I think it's going to be a really good exercise to, to be, it, it's just about raising awareness and then what you feel about it and then how we can work with it and what it does to you, what what its impact is on you every day.
0: Interesting. So, All right, guys, yeah. make sure you check that out. Again, that is 8 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. Nevermore, where can folks find you around the well, internet? Well,
2: I was just going to tell you, too, and I'm going to look up the information because I don't know exactly what it's called. Um, I'll find it for our recap episode. But in my hunt for the ever-perfect app for me, Of keeping track of my shit. Which is hard to do. Because I like keep going back and forth. Like do I want a full electronic planner? Or do I want a paper planner? Or do I want the to-do list planner thing? Anyway. So there was one that I saw going through. And I need to go find it. Because it might be good for you. um, To make it less overwhelming of the list. It's like it's not post-its. But it's like the app. What you do is you put in stuff you want to like remember. And then it's like. It's, it's like little posts, kind of, but it's like a swipe left, right thing or whatever, where you can like skip through them and then they'll just shuffle. Like it's like cards. Mm. Like you just go, okay, I need to do that, but I'm not doing it right now. Oh, this one I can do. And then you go do it and like clear it out. And then you just yeah. kind of keep going. So instead of having a constant list or whatever, you're kind of in the moment of, all right, I have this much time, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'll look that up because that one kind of intrigued me and I didn't necessarily know if it would work for me, but I have it documented somewhere. So okay. I'll look that up. Cool. It, and awesome. It next Awesome. Um, Anyway, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at QuotaNevermore. And also, um, I have my Etsy store, which should be opening on the 1st of December with new holiday pictures, which I actually did. There's
0: proof. I took pictures (laughs) of products. I Um, saw some of your pictures of products. They're
2: beautiful. Uh, They are currently in my Discord channel, uh, which is only just for the sale thing. Um, It was for Small Business Saturday, but I'm probably going to run it through the first Oh, I thought that I thought that was Smudge for a second. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is he standing on? Because all I saw was like a cat. And, like, <laughs> and it totally threw me off because I was like, there's nothing behind me that he could even be on. It's like a curtain thing. Anyway, so <laughs> in my Discord, um, there is a buy one, get one 50% off sale for my D20 necklace keychains and also my 8-bit bows. And then I also have some other stuff that I did some Christmas pictures in there. Uh, so through the first, and then once I do that, I'm going to list everything for the holidays in my Etsy store, which is geekasylum.etsy.com.
0: So yeah, very, very cool. And you guys should all definitely go check that out because, uh, Nevermore makes a really, really adorable stuff. I don't really have enough hair to put the hair bows in anymore, but <laughs> when I had hair, they were adorable. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at JossPlays. You can find links to everything I do at JossPlays.com, including episodes of this show. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow the show over on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys.